listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. Good news, Melania Trump's statue has returned to Slovenia. Oh, good. They have a statue to her in Slovenia, which I didn't know was actually a country. Or is that a town? Is that a country? No, that's a it's a it's a it's a country. It's part of the old um uh well, I assume Eastern it's... European what's it's part of the old Soviet yeah, Empire, but yeah. I can't remember what it used to be. Okay. I, I couldn't there are too many of those former republics. I couldn't have told you Slo- Slovenia was a country, but Slovenia. Uh, Slovenia? Yes. Slovenia, Slevonia. Melania. They ought to just change it to Melania. Exactly. Well, in her hometown they had a giant wooden statue. But it Wood? was wooden statue, yeah. Huh. It's like one of those carved bears you can buy by the roadside. <laughs> or like they have at uh, Black Bear Diner. Only yeah. it's Melania Trump instead of a bear yeah. in a fishing hat. Yeah. Maybe Melania's in a fishing hat. I don't know. But the wooden statue... You know, statue... it made me sad. We we sold our uh, cabin in, in the woods, and the guy who bought it insisted on... He wanted everything. Um, including all the all the wildlife photography I'd done and everything. He said, you got to throw it all in. He made us an offer we couldn't refuse, but... We had this carved eagle with giant wings and the individual feathers and stuff. So cool. I really wanted to keep that, but he wanted it. Did you right carve it yourself? Oh, good Lord, no. <laughs> no, the guy who did it is a genius. Mm. I could give you his website. He does these amazing... He does octopuses. Um, He carves octopuses. If you're looking for a more... Uh, you Octopi? Know, uh, octopuses. Trust me on this. I knew a guy who studied them. Um, if you're looking for a more nautical theme... um. That are astonishing, these wood carvings. He uses, like, enormous trunks of trees. And it's not like the stupid bear at the Black Bear Diner. I mean, it's incredibly complex. Things are somewhat pricey as well. It's like the guy we bought our house from was the world's leading uh, monkey sculptor. What was his uh, material of choice? He carved things out of monkey. <laughs> no. I misunderstood. <laughs> Here's a monkey carved into an eagle. Bronze, I believe, is bronze. Not brass monkey. That funky monkey. Excellent Beastie Boys knowledge there, Joe. Thank you. Anyway. Um, Where were we? Melania Trump's wooden statue. Oh, that's so, right. She's well-deserving of uh, granite or something. The bronze Marble. replacement is intended to last longer. It's made out of rock. But I, I don't know why somebody burned down her statue. What, what a statue! She, she's built like a brickish house. He's <laughs> brick. Why do you have a statue anyway? Hey, you're you're hot and you married a rich guy. Yay! Let's put up a statue. And you're from here. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on being hot and marrying a rich guy. Wait, a wood statue is a little low rent. I don't know. Slovenians uh, lived through hard times. You're kicking it Slovenian style. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's their thing. Exactly. Maybe it's a religious thing. Uh, oh, uh, so this means war. I was reading uh, this the other day. The Navy fighter pilots, one of them involved in that. You, you remember the video where they were tracking a, a, a UFO? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And talking back and forth. Dude, what is that? H- hang on it. Stay on it. Stay on it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, he, the guy's done an interview now. Um, retired the commander pilot or the extraterrestrial. <laughs> retired commander David Fravor recalled the strange encounter on a podcast with MIT research scientist Lex Fridman. He says he was dispatched to investigate radar anomalies and later described what he saw as like nothing I've ever seen. 
a tic-tac-shaped object, much larger, obviously, able to turn on a dime and make itself invisible to radar. He was followed by other pilots who managed to catch it on video. Clips were leaked in 2017 by a UFO research group founded by Tom DeLong, who was this big UFO guy, researcher. He's previously known as a member of Blink-182, but he's super crazy in UFOs. Yeah. Okay. Um. And uh, he went on to say, this is not like we saw it and it was gone, or I saw lights in the sky and it's gone. We watched this thing on a crystal clear day with four trained observers. He said he tried to get close to it, but as he did, it accelerated so quickly it was gone in half a second. I remember telling the guy in my back seat, dude, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty weirded out. Once he landed, he mentioned the object to another pilot, um, Chad Underwood. Underwood found the UFO, aimed his radar at it, and got jammed. He's Telling the radar, um, this is kind of technical stuff, but stay on it, stay on it. The radar is smart enough that when the signal comes back on, uh, comes back if it's been messed with, it will tell you, it will give you indications that it's being jammed. And when you actively jam another platform, that's technically an act of war. And he says, this thing was jamming my radar, and my radar was telling me I'm getting jammed. So that was the act of war by the UFO that this guy's talking about. So uh, is the speculation that it's something that we've designed and we're actually, like testing it out on our own pilots to see if they could uh, pick it up? Well, your speculation is as good as any's, as anybody's. So. I, I would certainly rather it's that than it's you know China or Russia testing something out. Yeah, the idea that it's some space aliens ooching about in no, their I ship. Even, I don't even consider that. No, no. Um, no, it's a foreign weapon. But I perhaps. can believe that we test out some of our stuff on our own people without letting them know it, because we're the best. And, you know, why wouldn't you test it out on the in best a, In a war exists? game scenario yeah. sort of way. Yeah. yeah. Well, and if DARPA means no harm to pilots, it just wonders whether... The radar jamming is working and whether it can mm-hmm. accelerate. Yeah, th- I could see him testing it out. I mean, because the chances of our guys like <laughs> going crazy, losing their composure and nuking Knoxville, Tennessee is, is fairly uh, minor. One in three. <laughs> Depends on the pilot. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, get, you get a guy up there who just lost a volleyball game in jeans. He, you don't know what he might do. <laughs> His ex-wife lives in Knoxville. Uh, yeah, so I, I, I just, hmm, that's interesting. Do you think it's one of ours, huh? That'd be my guess. Could be. It'd be incredibly ballsy um, one if, guy... if China did it, because uh, it, it was off San Diego's coast. doesn't say how far, whether it was international waters or not. One guy seeing it is, uh, you know, I don't know what happens there. But um, he's drinking, or uh, or he's looking for you know fame or fortune or whatever. Or a reflection was weird, or who knows what. But mm. a, a bunch of different people seeing it. Four, this. yeah, military trained observers saw it and agree mm. on on all the uh, specifics. I, I would love my theory to be true. I'd love it if we've got some super weapon that's way beyond anything anybody even knows exists that we're we're holding back in case the S ever really hits the F. As, mm. As you say, you can say fan. Um, <laughs> um, uh, oh, uh, if that, we would go to war with China, you know, um, 
which we're hearing more and more about, that we, we got a weapon they can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm hoping we can stay at a stalemate and work these things out because the war is horrible. But um, we, we didn't talk about one of the... The fake... Slovenians come in from another country or another uh, world. Or... Never turn your back on a Slovenian. Uh, we didn't address the fake Trump reversi of the day several days ago. Oh, it was out of Woodward's book. That's right. Where he says to Woodward, yeah, we got systems, we got nuclear systems, you, trust me, they're pretty amazing, nobody knows anything about. And everybody, oh, Trump disclosed, classified, blah, blah, blah. Let me hit you with the alternative. We have no military programs, nor weapons, nor research that are not known to the public. Every single asset we have has been publicized to the Chinese and the Russians. We have no secret programs. Nobody would think that. Well, and it would be, hor- no. be horrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, un- it's unthinkable. So what the president said is, oh, yeah, we have secret weapon systems that'll whoop ass. I want him to say it twice a week. Remind, remind the world, we're not resting easy. Trump shoots off his mouth sometimes when he shouldn't. That was nothing. Say, we have, we have uh, weapons that, uh, well, <laughs> did you have a problem with that? Do you, do you think that was... No. Disclosing too much or anything? No. It was weird for a president. I would, ass- I would assume other countries assume that anyway. Well, yeah. You, oh, yeah. Chairman Xi's called an emergency meeting. The U.S. is working on secrets. The U.S. has secret programs. He did that Trump just told one word. What, what world do you live in? The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. The World Health Organization. They labeled burnout an actual medical condition now. And here are your three characteristics of burnout syndrome, they call it. See if you have any of these. Feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Oh, yeah. Increased mental distance from one's job. Just in days that end in Y. Or cynicism related to one's job. Good (laughs) Lord. And reduced professional efficacy. You're not as efficient as you could be or used to be um it reminds me of um like you see those scientific studies that turns out uh, men find exposed flesh alluring <laughs> so, yeah. how much did you spend on that study and we we made a lot of uh you know smart ass jokes about this on the armstrong and getty radio program but and i for one regret them <laughs> <laughs> i just i don't know where we're going as a species where we uh, continue to deny the power of just getting over things. <laughs> I right. Mean, of, mm-hmm. uh, who hasn't, like, not felt into it at work or your relationship or whatever else it is? And then you just think, you know what? This is, this is, yeah, I, yeah, I gotta, gotta fix this in my own head. This right. is, this is ridiculous. Uh, I, I, I love her or I like him or, or my job's better than other jobs have had. I just I need to get a better attitude. Yes, I mean we all yes, do you this, do. and we and we get ourselves out of that situation. Right. And the medical community deciding that no, 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 you're permanently there unless some outside influencer comes along, whether it's therapy or drugs or whatever, to or, fix you. What's the need to codify it? You know if you're burned out or not. So do I. You don't need specific guidelines unless you're going to. Make it somehow actionable might not be the wrong word, but make it a thing, a real thing. So you have to get leave or you get insurance right. or you get treatment or 
or, or whatever. You get to take extra personal days. I can't, I can't imagine any positive use for having the three specific symptoms you must display to be certified to be burned out. Who cares? It reminds me, I was thinking of this the other day. God, I've tried so hard to teach my kids this, but you don't know if it sticks until later in life. But everybody, everybody is going to get cheated, lied to, screwed. You're going to catch a bad break and then another one, then 27 more. It just, that's life. That's what is, that is, as John Lennon said, life is what's happening while you're making other plans, essentially. Um, or life keeps lifing you. I like that expression. Yeah. Life just keeps lifing me. Well, that's what it's supposed <laughs> yeah. to be. Life is relentless. Yes. <laughs> it is, it Non-stop. Is <laughs> what until sort it does. <laughs> fairy bunny story did you believe that it was going to be other, anything other than that? But I don't understand why we're getting away from the idea, or maybe we're not. It sure seems like we are. Are we getting away from the idea that you would tell, I don't know whether it's a fourth grader or a CEO, you're not into it today. You got to convince yourself you are. Right. I can remember even as a young person saying, well, I got to do this, so I might as well do it. You know, it could be as simple as you're being paid to do something. You got to do it. Or I have to be in fourth grade, so I might, I have to do this report. I might as well do it. Right. Whatever it is. You can wallow around in your misery or you can just get over it. The yeah. idea that I would say, you know, I just, I'm really not into this term paper. That I have to write about the Civil War, and I just I don't feel like I'm being as efficient as I could be. And what are some of the? Well, I'm kind of cynical I'm about kind of, the Battle of Chickamauga. I'm kind of cynical <laughs> about this uh, this report I'm turning into fourth grader. I'm just, what is the point of all these conversations? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it's like an all encompassing effort to remove your agency, remove the idea that you're the captain of your own ship, or just we're uh, making too big a deal of. Little things. I think it was, it may have been Drew Carey way back on the Drew Carey show. One of the characters on the show was hitting him with, um, complaints, just like the, the official description of burnout. And I don't know. I just don't feel like going in. I'm not, I'm not that good at it anymore. I'm, I hate my boss. And Drew's punchline was, yeah, we formed a group. It's called humanity. We meet at the bar. I mean, that's it. You and everybody else. So they, the WHO says they define burnout as a syndrome conceptualized as resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. So I guess they'd Fair be enough. saying that's for people that are tried to, to explain to themselves, look, you got, you got uh, a house payment and kids to put through college. You know, come up with a better attitude at work. Right. Um, uh, and then if and you that, decide you hate it so much, go get something else. But I guess they're saying if that, I don't know what they're saying. They, I don't they know do, what they're saying either. They do bring up one of our favorite phrases, will to live. There is <laughs> yes, there there really? can be a profound impact on your will to live. It ebbs and flows, doesn't it? <laughs> we all have those high WTL days and lows. <laughs> yeah. Just reminds me of the old two thousand year old man joke, the Carl Reiner, Mel Brooks thing. Sure. Uh it, it, interviewer asked him, So what's the what's the secret to, to your longevity? He says, Will to live. Doctor will to live. He's fantastic. He does house calls. <laughs> Beautiful. I yeah. I I don't know. I I'm I'm confused by so much of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I just I don't know what purpose that served that WHO announcement. If you're burned out, you know you're burned out. Now what? And then right as an adult, and and honestly, I'm not sure who I'm talking to because I think this is universally recognized. Then if you decide, you know, and and it's never going to get any better. Then you decide, all right, well, maybe I'll go do something else. Well, some jobs suck. I I'll had, just drink myself to death. I've had a bu- bunch of jobs that suck. You, uh, the, w- Like, I like my job. I enjoy doing it. 
So sometimes I have to convince myself, look, there are, you've had bad jobs, is you know, and pays reasonably well, blah, 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 blah. But I've had jobs that are, they suck. I mean, by, when I was stacking boxes at UPS, there was no convincing myself this is a good, fun, exciting thing to do. Right. It's, but it's, it's purely a, well, this is what you're doing to make X number of dollars. And do you have another alternative right now? Are you working on another alternative? I mean, doesn't everybody go through those things or not? Yeah. Or am I wrong? Am yeah. I only in my own head? Do other people? No. Who, it's just I, you, I, Jack. I assume, well, I assume everybody <laughs> does that. The WHO is telling me, no, no, people are not aware that they, uh, they might be doing a sucky job. Yeah, maybe we've skipped over the question. Why the hell did they bother to write this and put it out? What was their purpose? Anybody? Anybody have a guess? Nope. You've, you've, uh, I an mean, obsession with just labeling feelings? Well, I guess. That's a pretty good answer. Well, let let yeah, me hit right. you with this. This was surprising to me, uh, getting further into the, uh, the decision to list burnout reached during the WHO assembly in Geneva, put an end to more than four decades of debate among experts. What? Wow. For 40 years they've been arguing about it. I got, I got to believe some of the people are saying, what are you freaking talking about? I'm burnt out right now. <laughs> Shut up. Mostly because this stupid conference brings the same stupid thing up every year. <laughs> oh, great, the burnout speech. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Check out the great new swag like the new masks at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. This is the first Christmas in which one of my kids is uh, fully in on the Santa scam. Ah. My, my oldest, yeah. I don't remember if somebody told him or he, I think he just, I think he, yeah, it just kind of happens, right? Yeah. It's just reading age, right? Like, wait yeah. a second. And uh, none of this makes sense. I've seen our chimney. It's like a foot wide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, and, but he, uh, he is a very, very good kid, Sam is. So he's, he's, fully on board with uh continuing it for henry well yeah if there are younger siblings in the house i can tell you from experience my uh my two bigger kids going from team kid to team santa is a great joy mm-hmm. keeping the magic going for for little d in this case well as, 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 as explaining to sam it's it continues to be real for me i go along with it too because it's fun yeah i still go I and mean, it's fun to go along with it Adulthood is long and bitter. Enjoy the the childish things while you can. Right. So we got our tree at the Christmas tree farm uh, that we've been going to for many, many years and uh, cut one down. Uh, They also, you go in there. Raping the earth, in my opinion, but go on. Well, it's a a farm. They grow them. It's an earth rape factory. (laughs) (laughs) Rapatorium. Oh my God! Um, they grow them to be cut down. It's like a feedlot. Sing me the song, Sean. Sing it. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once was. Somebody's making money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Somebody is making money. They grow the trees on purpose. They got this big. Raped. They got this big plot of land with smaller ones. Because that... nature exists for our amusement. <laughs> That's exactly. <laughs> anyway, so you, you got a Christmas tree farm. <laughs> That's funny, Sean. Um, 
And so they got the big plot of land with like the mid-sized trees that are too small this year, and next year we'll be cutting those down. And the big patch of land that we cut down the trees this year will be planted with new ones. And you just keep going and keep going and going enough, and nothing is harmed whatsoever, as, as long as you don't believe the trees are screaming in agony once you take the the blade to them. <laughs> if you're one of those weirdos. <laughs> So you you show up and you drink some uh, some hot cider, usually in hot chocolate, and ride on a sleigh with Santa, and then you can sit on Santa's lap if you want to. Um, most of that stuff got canceled because of COVID. They didn't have the hot chocolate and cider and popcorn this year. No Santa. They did do the sleigh rides. Have your uh, kids done the hot cocoa with uh, with a candy cane stir stick? You know, I don't know if we have done that. We oh, should have done that strong. last night. That's a del- yeah. That is yeah, one of my yeah, fondest memories as a child. Is uh, that, oh, that, that, that last night would have been perfect. That we went to um, Sam's school did this big uh, drive-through Christmas parade. They called it where the parents and kids put all these lights up. It was amazing. I mean, I was set for you know usual school sort of. This is fine for what it is. I mean, mm-hmm. I understand the point here, and this is just you absolutely- were expecting outlined hand turkey drawings. <laughs> And it was really quite amazing. Oh, that's nice. I, we got there on uh, Saturday night. We were going to go, and it was open for three hours, I think. And um, we got there, and I pulled up to the school and realized, okay, the line is that way. And I kept driving for miles and miles and miles and didn't get to the end of the Oof. line to drive into the thing and thought, maybe we'll come back tomorrow and see what works. <laughs> And it was wow. line, line was almost as long tomorrow uh, last night, but it hey, was the, really it was really very cool. There's a mega church near where we used to live that does that sort of thing every year too. Mm-hmm. Here's the key: go during the daytime. <laughs> no line, you just whiz right through. <laughs> a little life hack. Yeah. We, we we put on some Christmas music, the Christmas classics and stuff like that, and drove through Starbucks and, and got a Christmas drink that way. But uh, yeah, the the hot chocolate, stirring it with a. Candy cane sounds like a great idea. I'm going to do that today, guaranteed. I don't think I even knew that as a kid. I don't think I've ever heard of that. How long does it take for your teeth rot completely out of your head when you do that? Oh, Seems oh, very by sure. the time you're done. <laughs> <laughs> they, they just get softer and softer. But it's delicious. It's <laughs> uh, great. They have a blacksmith at the Christmas tree farm usually, too, and my son really likes watching that. It's very cool. I remember as a Is kid it really uh, cool. necessary to mention Mr. Smith's race? I mean, for the story. They had an Asian smith the year before. <laughs> really going diversity. I like it. Yeah, that's good. And a Latinx smith next year. So do they have the full thing? Like uh, like hot steel being bent yeah. by hammers? and Yeah, and, oh, and, he, awesome. and he's doing it all old-timey where he's got these hot, hot, red-hot coals, and he's sticking the metal in there until it gets red hot, and then oh, he brings it over to yeah. the anvil and starts beating on it and sparks you the line. going to be the shape I want. <laughs> you saw you. Of it. The hammering. You will comply. <laughs> that is, I found that fascinating as a kid. I know a guy who's uh, gone to blacksmith school to learn to be a blacksmith. I'm still fascinated by yeah. it. Like, every now and then you see these how stuff gets made, and if it's on swords, I'm watching. It seems like one of those things that when the zombie apocalypse comes, you'd have a skill to contribute to the world. Oh, yeah, you'd certainly. You'd be a valuable asset. You're the most popular guy in town. If it turns out you got to hack the zombies. If you can shoot them, then I'm just going to a gun store, but... <laughs> Oh, what is there a tie-in of blacksmith and, and Santa? And you know, Christmas I wondered or... that last year. It was the first time the blacksmith had shown up, and I thought, hmm, I don't know if you're... It's charming. Yeah? Old-timey, traditional? I don't know. Oh, I know what he was doing. He was making, like, uh, some sort of, like, ornament or Christmas tree stands or something. I think that was the tie-in. Mm. It was a... It was a, it was a it was making a, shoes for the reindeer? A bit of a weak tie Maybe that was it. 
Maybe you should make a... Well, no, that's too dark. That's too dark, even for me. So we grab. It was the, so good, but very dark. Where, where, Trust where, me on that. Where do you think Santa gets the coal that he puts in the in the negative stockings from? It's from his blacksmith. Exactly. So we we go to the Christmas tree farm. You immediately grab the rusty, very sharp blade and hand it to small children, and they walk out into the woods and try to find the correct tree, which took a ridiculously long time this year. I, I, they all look more or less the same to me. Oh, but boy. the kids go for a quite like, quite some time it's like picking to... the right penguin. <laughs> yeah, mm. it is very similar. I mean, there's differences well, it's a in size. Decision. It's got to be got to have that nice symmetry to it and size, and you can't have bare spots. And you got to. No, I'm with your kids. Anyway, they pick Take the tree time. the furthest from where you have to drag it. So uh, they <laughs> they picked out that tree. And I thought, finally, this is the year where they're going to cut it down, and I'm not going to have to labor at a, as a man my age, risking a heart attack. But they they gave out very quickly on yeah. me cutting down the tree. Anybody listening who hasn't sawed something down lately, you uh, you have no idea how strenuous it is to get through like a four inch trunk. Yeah, with a handsaw, that's a bitch, man. Yeah, and it, this Did was probably make... six to eight inches. It it was it was serious. I mean, I. Was, I had my jacket off and my glasses off and my mask off, and I was sweating like crazy by the time I got done. Did they make it five minutes before? uh... Mm -mm. No, Mm -mm. not not even five. I thought I was starting low. No, 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 no. (laughs) Definitely not. I'd say maybe 45 seconds to a minute of sawing. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Their little Generation Z noodle arms. This is harder than Nintendo. (laughs) They're thinking to themselves. Oh, my. We went artificial tree. Oh, little D's 21 now. Because you hate Jesus. That's part of it. Um, no, of course not. Uh, I think it was when uh, when we used to go, we went to a Christmas tree farm for a number of years. Then I thought, well, this is it's crazy. It takes a long time. It's a long drive. And uh, we tried out on the kids. We said, let's just go to one of these lots. And how and old they, were they at this point? <clears throat> well, I think I gave it up when Little D was probably about 12. Um, okay. See, I could see my kids when they get to be that age. Like, this year, how about we... I don't know. We swing by, get something to eat, grab a tree at the Boy Scout stand, and uh, come home. Well, for the longest time, we'd go to the lots because we asked them, do you want to go to the Christmas tree farm up in the hills or just somewhere closer to home? And they all three said, no, we can stay closer to home. So they would play hide-and-seek on oh. our favorite Christmas tree oh, lot awesome. That's a good while idea. Judy and I were sizing up the tree. So that was a beloved family tradition for a long time. And then at the point where Little D was like, uh, no, why am I hiding? Um <laughs> <laughs> that's that's when we got a big, beautiful, pre-lighted artificial tree. That's just wrong. That, that is we so drag wrong. out of the garage and put together and plug in every. Oh, it's great! It's just dripping with wrongness. Oh, I'm so glad. No Pre-lit. more. No more. I, one year we had this magnificent tree. We had high ceilings in the living room and picked out this fabulous tree. But the the trunk was like it had scoliosis or something. It was like bent in the middle, and so it looked straight, but internally it was bent. That throws off the center of gravity of the tree because the trunk is off to the side, and so we had paving stones and bricks piled on the uh, the legs of the Christmas tree stand to keep the thing from tipping over. And it tipped over like three times. <laughs> it was at constant risk of disaster. And then it would dump its sappy water into the carpet. We had plastic down and everything eventually, but... And so, and then, then there was the year fishing we got the line. Tree. You got it with the really big trees because I had a twenty foot tree a couple of years. You ran the fishing line from the top to various ice crews, and you can't see it. Oh, really? But it'll keep her upright. Where Where do you have the ice crews? Like in the wall or uh, something? In your eye? <laughs> in your eye? That's why they call them that. Yeah, in the walls. <laughs> You've been watching too many Saw movies lately, Sean. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, well, that's a good uh, that's a good hack. I wish that had occurred to me, but I'm an idiot. And then there was the year we brought the tree home, and it was full of spiders. Oh, that I had not noticed. Oh, I gotta go. Yeah. Oh, that one's rough. So many spiders. My wife would freak so bad. So, so you moved houses, and then what? Yeah, I have a feeling (laughs) if there were one nasty-looking spider in the Christmas tree, that tree is gone. We set fire to the tree, burnt down the house, and moved. Renounced Christianity, became Muslims. That'll be the day. Uh, so, yeah. So, I love the artificial tree. It's great. Ah, it's so wrong. I, mean, I was it's just so every, anti until we just... crossed the road, and now I'm so pro. Do you hang those little ah. tree-shaped car fresheners in it, too, to give it the, the, the smell, the fooler, the, the further the your, your deceit? Do you have sex with plastic dolls? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's the same sort of thing. I'm having sex with one right now. Thanks for not mentioning it. Oh wow! Okay, well, yeah, you'll you'll come over to the the light side one of these days, and you'll stop raping the earth. <laughs> Somebody's making money. <laughs> My wife and I cut down our tree at Costco inside. Turns out it was artificial. Hey. <laughs> Manager was pissed. Got electrocuted. The best masks I've seen, and they say Armstrong and Getty on them. You can get one at armstrongandgetty.com. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Twitter feed. Twitter feed. I'm zooming through my Twitter feed. <laughs> Our friend oh, Craig. I didn't, I didn't realize we had a jingle. That's fantastic. It is good. Oh, we do now. Uh, Craig Gottwalls, our good friend. Craig, the uh, healthcare Did you ever work at a radio station that had jingles? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Loved that. When you got a new jingle package, it was so exciting. I've oh, always yeah. wanted my name sung in a jingle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got that somewhere. I've got a, a tape of me. I have a jingle package every Christmas. I affix uh, bells to my. That's fantastic. That's great, Joe. <laughs> hey, these are tough times, right? People are suffering. They need a chuckle now and again. <laughs> America needs a clown. So, <laughs> Craig, the healthcare guru, points out Craig's also quite the uh, libertarian. Since July of 2019, Cal Unicornians must undergo background checks to buy ammunition. Jack ran into this the other day. Yeah, they asked me for my birth certificate. I thought, what? What? Kiss my ass. <laughs> Who has their birth certificate? I don't know if I've ever even seen my birth certificate. Yeah, well, I'm, I could probably lay my hands on but it would take a while, which is part of what they're trying to do. They just want to make it a little different, more difficult so you won't buy boats. So I won't go shoot up a school because that's, you know, what's going to happen right. with law-abiding citizens. Of the 345,547 background checks performed, only 101 stopped the buyer because he or she was a prohibited person. 62,000 were stopped due to bureaucratic failures. Screw-ups, in other words. 101 stopped legitimately. 62,000 stopped incorrectly. And I would go further and point out, of those 101 who were a prohibited person, how many of them had any ill intent? Right. I mean, because some dude might have, you know, who knows, a little domestic violence incident, not to take that lightly or anything, but then, you know, 17 years later, he goes, he wants to go hunting, and is told, no, you can't have any ammo. If I'm the kind of anti-gun person, I'm not worried about that guy. If I'm the kind of anti-gun person, though, that a lot of the people are, uh, I hear that, and I think, I don't care. How many people did I stop from buying bullets like Jack? Because he thought, I don't have my birth certificate, I'll come back later, and he never got around to it. Mm-hmm. And he didn't buy bullets, so therefore my school's not going to get shot up. Which is the stupidest reasoning. I can't even imagine where you come up with this crap. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. not stopped any crimes by keeping me from buying bullets or any other law-abiding citizen. For the most part. 
Twitter feed, Twitter feed. Let's keep scrolling through my Twitter feed. I love this segment. This is great. <laughs> Diane, I'm just Diane, National yeah. Treasure tweets. Apparently, Everybody first... go follow I'm just Diane. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah, please. Apparently, the first symptom of corona is the loss of sense of humor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, true that. Let's see. Here's a, here's a video. I could hold it up the microphone, but I'm, I don't know. While under quarantine in Barcelona, a pianist went to his balcony to play Celine Dion's My Heart Will Go On and was shot to death. No, he wasn't. He was I'm sorry, I misread that. He's actually joined by his neighbor playing the saxophone next door on the balcony. Totally unplanned. Sax guy heard him playing, ran in, grabbed his sax. Probably ought to be shot for playing this, but here's where it gets good. I'll keep waiting. Well, here's where it gets better. Soon. My heart will do something, cause the boat, this is, it is sinking. But this isn't the part, this is the part where Rose drowns Leonardo DiCaprio, Atlantic, right? Because she's too selfish to give up some of her plank, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> but Where's is the this, sax guy come out? There no, he goes. Th- this story made the rounds of the world. Is this just a, if you end up with two magici- m- magicians, if you end up with two musicians living next door to each other? Do they blow horns or make stuff disappear? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused here. Well, you can't really hear him because he's too far away. But isn't the whole point of the story? Crappy hey, video. Hey, look, a piano player lives next to a saxophone player. Isn't well, they that joined the together, Jack. It's a metaphor. Okay. Do you lack a beating heart? The one guy <laughs> and the other guy, they joined together during this difficult time. Trevor Noah of The Daily Beautiful Show story. Uh, was inspired by those sort of videos that are that are largely coming out of Europe, and he tried to recre- recreate a similar thing in New awesome. York. So, oh, wow. I've been inspired by Italy, and I figure... Like, why don't we do this in New York? We're also neighbors out here. Let's let's, let's be together, you know? I can show you the world. Shining shimmer. Shut the up! (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Uh, Here's a tweet from Drew McCoy. My God, he did it. He got rid of the lines. There's a HHS has issued a regulation allowing doctors to practice across state lines. But can you sell insurance across state lines? Again with the lines. You got to erase the lines. (laughs) Thirsty little Marco Rubio. Oh, boy. Um, Yeah, there's just a bunch of bitterness and dumbness as usual. On the day that we do this uh, podcast, this is June the 6th, 2022. uh, a third of the value of the market has been wrapped, wiped out in a month. That's pretty historic. Mm. I like this one. Here's some college student, Janet, who tweets, My prof just emailed us saying she expects us not to wear sweats to our lecture online because that's not how we'd come to class. LOL. <laughs> what? That can't be real. No, it's true. It's true. You don't wear sweats to your online class? Yeah. That's right. Wow. You wouldn't come to class like that. Well, I'm not in class. The only reason I'm not in sweats in class is because I'm in class. If I have anything between my bare buttocks and the chair, you'd be uh, be surprising if I'm doing online. <laughs> right? Well, let's see. Oh, I like this one. Bethany, the mom, writes, I'm seeing a lot of moms trying way too hard to be camp directors. We're on day two, folks. Slow your roll. <laughs> read, read them a book and make a peanut butter sandwich. The elaborate crafts are going to drive you nuts. 
<laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, and I want to do this story just because if you didn't hear it on the radio show, it's my favorite story really of the week. A woman who realized she'd been washing her hands with a block of cheese for days. Cheese head. She left out her little block of cheese, you know, and if you buy the really cool bars of soap, they l- kind of look like cheese. They are. They're practically indistinguishable from a nice uh, cheese. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure if I went to wash my hands with the block of cheese, I would immediately notice it's not soap. It, it reminds me of the time when I used, uh, instead of mouthwash, I was using Cheese Whiz. And it was it, <laughs> it was like eight days before somebody mentioned to me, hey, hey, dude. Well, <laughs> hey, Sean. <laughs> you got the Cheese Whiz all over your teeth, man. I tell you what, it was eight days. You can't tell your cheese from your soap or your soap from your cheese. That's crappy cheese or crappy soap. Yeah, exactly. You're not expecting enough out of either of those products. Exactly. <laughs> Buy better soap and cheese. Cheese whizzes mouthwash. Mmm. <laughs> Swish it around. <laughs> Spit it in the sink. It's funny. It's not going down the drain. Ah, all refreshed. <laughs> I don't think my breath is Come that Come here, fresh. sweetheart. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.